I'm Pam Burrows, People Booster, here to cheer you up, calm you down and stop you going pop. Welcome to the Burnout Buster podcast to help you shed the stress. And before I tell you what I'm talking about today, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you ever find yourself saying, oh, all right then? It's not really yes, but it sure is a long way from no. And that's what we're talking about today, saying no. It can be really tricky. And if you have ever been at risk of burnout, you will recognize this because you say yes to pretty much everything. And sometimes it's because saying no just feels so squicky and tricky. So instead of being tricky and squicky, I'm going to talk to you about how to say no and still feel okay. But first, let's do some letting go. So I'm going to introduce you to something which I have on a video. And honestly, if you need a bit of a laugh, you should uh, find the video on um, YouTube, Pam Burrows People Booster on YouTube, because it does look crazy. So if you're somewhere where you don't really want to look crazy right now, you might want to uh, just do the breathing part, but not the other bits. you'll, You'll understand what I mean in a minute. Uh, because it does look a bit crazy, but I can assure you it really does shift emotion. So if you have had to say no to somebody to let them down to uh, kind of feel like you're, you've created disappointment or you're just disappointed in yourself or whatever negative emotions you've got going on, this is a great release for that. And it's called the lion breath. And all it requires is some very deep breaths in through the nose and a very loud breath out through the mouth. But when you breathe out through the mouth, the difference with the lion breath is you stick your tongue out as far as it possibly will go. And at the same time, you make your eyes really, really starey. So you look almost like um, the Chinese, uh, Chinese dragon costume. And you breathe out with a big, loud breath noise at the same time. And just imagine that you're trying to scare somebody away. But actually, what you're doing is you're releasing the stuff that's uh, likely to scare you if you don't release it. So taking a nice, long, deep breath in through the nose. And then breathe out through the mouth. Stick the tongue out. Make the eyes really scary. (sighs) And then continue to do that. So taking in another breath. Breathe out. Make your eyes really scary. Breathe out for as long as you possibly can and then take another breath in. Do it a few more times at your own pace. One more. Right, you might need a little drink after that. I'm just going to take a, take a sip of my tea. Mm. <sighs> kind of makes the throat a little bit dry, but it really releases and it takes, um, kind of causes a lot of tension in the neck as you're doing it. But then, of course, it releases that tension straight away afterwards. So it kind of feels good. But doing that for, for you know, maybe 10 or 15 breaths, 
can really shift how you feel. And if somebody's just annoyed you, um, finding somewhere private to to do that lion breath, almost as if you're scaring them off, you're kind of shooing away all the bad energy that they've given you. It really is a great way to release. And one of the things that, you know, we talk about shed the stress, but one of the things that, that I know from all the work that I've done over the years in, in stress reduction is that it's it's a really tricky job to do if what's happened is that stress has built up and built up and built up over the days, perhaps even over the weeks, perhaps even over years, without having released that. And what we really want to concentrate on is each and every day we're conscious of things that are stressing us, annoying us, building up, so that it doesn't get to the point where we've got pulled muscles or migraines or dodgy tummies or uh, we've had an accident because we've just become so um, out of balance that that we've we've clumsily done something that's created an accident we don't want to get to that point we want to we want to sort out the stress before it ever gets there and so noticing that somebody is just maybe they've criticized you or asked you to to do something that feels a bit unfair whatever it might be or just they've got drama going on it's not even your stuff that you do some kind of releasing immediately or as soon as you can afterwards might maybe not immediately whilst on the zoom call with them you know <laughs> not that quickly but to, to find a you know a quiet place to to do the lion breath or to just roll your shoulders back and imagine you're shrugging off whatever they've said or done is is really, really great. So you're getting rid of that tension before it builds up and causes physical, mental and emotional issues for you. So now that you've hopefully released a bit of tension, let's have a look at what we're going to do with the issue of saying no. It's really easy to say yes, you get to feel good, you get to feel helpful, you don't let people down, but sometimes a no is the only right way to go about it. But there's some some things, some ways of doing that that you might find helpful. So let's have a look at different types of saying no. The first one is a downright no with a strong voice and starey eyes and you're taking no prisoners. So that might be somebody in the street who's... Um, Uh, suggesting something outrageous and you just need a flat no. There are lots of other situations where a flat no really isn't going to cut it. It's something that you need to be more diplomatic with. Um, Maybe you need to maintain the relationship, not let that person feel uh, rejected, all kinds of other reasons why you might need a gentler way of saying no. So let's, uh, let's look at that. Now, one of the things that we can fall into the trap of with um, with the no is that we start bumbling lots and lots of reasons why it's not possible for us to help in that instance. And we load up all the different reasons why that might be the case. And, and they may be very valid reasons, but uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story about somebody I used to work with who used to take caravan holidays. And his little girl wanted to take her bicycle on holiday and uh, she said, Daddy, can I take you back? He said, no. She kept asking and asking. So she said, why can't I take my bike? He said, oh, there's going to be loads to do. And, you know, you're not really going to need your bike on the holiday. She kept asking and asking. And so then in the end, he said, um, 
Well, there's there's going to be other kids there. You can ride their bikes. You'll take turns. You know, there's loads of kids with bikes there. She kept asking and asking and asking. And then in the end, he he said, there'll be no room. So time came to leave for the holiday and the caravan was all packed and uh, packed lunches. Everybody's had to make sure we and they're all in the car. And he gets into the driving seat and he looks in his rear view mirror and there's his little daughter in the back seat of the car with a bicycle on her lap. And what she'd done was a clever trick known as argument dilution. So you ask somebody the reasons for something so often that in the end they give a very weak reason and then you knock that reason down and you get what you want. That's pretty pretty sneaky. I think it's pretty clever of her. But this can happen if we give too many reasons that people pick on the weakest one. Uh, So let's say, for instance, a friend says, uh, let's meet up and have some drinks. Well, right now, that'd be pretty tricky to do anyway. But let's say they say, we'll we'll meet up and have drinks. And you've got loads of work to do. You're a bit tired. You know that if you don't take tonight off uh, and rest, then cracking on with the work tomorrow is just going to make you poorly because you're, you know, you're really kind of on your on your last few bits of energy. Um, so they, they ask you if you want to go out and you say, oh, no, I've got work to do. And they go, oh, don't be boring. Oh, no, well, I don't feel so well. And uh, and eventually you say, well, anyway, I'm saving money. I can't afford it. And of course, what they say is, oh, I'll buy. And suddenly they've got rid of that one weakest part of your argument and you end up having to go or, or falling out with them. So what the the, the strongest way to say no is to give one reason, one reason only, and make it a strong one. Make it an honest one and make it one that you can't really argue with. So, for instance, in that scenario, it might sound something like, oh, I'd really love to come out with you, but I know that if I don't take rest tonight, I'm going to make myself poorly. There's no there's no arguing with that. You know, it's one solid reason. And when it's one solid reason that can't be argued with, that is fundamentally true, then it's really hard for somebody to try and persuade you. So have a think about that the next time you need to say no to somebody who tries to then overturn your no and get you to do it anyway. And, uh, and see if you can, you can figure out what is your one solid reason and don't allow them to dilute your, dilute your argument. So one solid reason. Now, the other uh, tasty trick in saying no is don't say the no first. If it's somebody that um, is maybe going to be a bit disappointed, a bit bit hurt by the fact that you're saying no, then don't say the no first. Help them to understand first why why you need to say no. So if if you imagine saying no to somebody and then telling them the reason why, what do you think they're listening to? probably listening to the no and they're thinking about either how they feel about it or how they're going to persuade you to say yes they're not really bothered about the reason they've they've already had the answer so of course the the trick is really simple is to give them the reason first so you might say um they say yeah are you coming out tonight and you say um do you know, I've been feeling a bit wonky lately and I decided I was going to take off tonight and, uh, you know, have a bit of pampering so that I don't become ill because I've got so much on right now. You haven't even had to say no. You're giving them the reason. And before you even get to the no, 
they they realise that that's the case. But in understanding, you've taken them on a little journey of where you are and you know what what kind of situation you're in. Um, and they may even, before you even get to the end of that, start saying, oh, God, no, don't worry about it then. You look after yourself. I understand. And it's a lot softer for them and it takes them on your journey. It tells the, tells the story. So then the next thing might be that you can't say yes yet. And that's another way of saying no. You're actually saying not yet. So you might say something like, I'd really lovely, love to help you. Um, and I am going to be able to do that, but it won't be until next Tuesday or, or whenever it might be. Or, um, yeah, I can see I can really help you with that. Let's look in the diary and see when when I've got a gap. And, and you take a moment then to see where you can realistically fit in that uh, that time that you need to help them. So, so we've got a flat no where it's just outrageous of them to even suggest something. We've got the um, give one strong reason We've got say the reason first before you say the no so that they're understanding where you're at. And we've got not yet. So various ways of being able to say no. The the other thing that I would add to that is just remember the thing that we talked about in the last two podcasts, which is check in with reality. If you haven't got the capacity to do it, you have to say no. They might understand that capacity issue. They might not. But that's their, that's their stuff. That's OPN, other people's nonsense. NMS, it's not your stuff. So just let go of whatever else might be going on. If you can't do it, you can't do it. And just face facts. What's really, really dangerous is where you know you should say no, but you say yes because it feels like the right thing to do. Um, or just because it's so horrible a feeling to say no just get used to that so if you're somewhere where you're reasonably private right now you might want to just start practicing no 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 and just hear it coming out of your mouth if you're not used to saying it just get used to it and also get used to fishing around for that one strong reason one true strong reason why you don't want to do something or you can't do something because that's going to help you to think of them on the spot to to um to realize what that reason is on the spot um if you're not used to doing that it can throw you a little bit and of course the other thing is that you could say let me have a think about it if you know that you have a knee jerk reaction of saying yes to things before you've thought it through then just get into that and and, and if you find no a little bit tricky then start to say, hang on a minute, let me check before anything else. And just give yourself that breathing space to practice what your reason is and how you're going to say no. Okay, so I think that's everything I was going to talk to you about in terms of that. But I'm going to bolt on the absolute opposite to no, and that is yes. Because one of the things that I've noticed is those of us, and I include myself in this, that can find it a bit difficult to say no, is that we often are also a bit rubbish at saying yes. And a very specific kind of yes. It's the kind of yes that is about saying, yes, I would like some help. Thank you. And I don't know about you, but it makes me smile every time I think of this. I'm like, mm, smiling in recognition that you kind of go, oh, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And you'd rather drop all the things that you're struggling to carry, 
or, you know, hurt yourself trying to do it on your own. What is that about? It's a kind of superhero thing going on. It's a superpower. It's fantastic. It means that you pretend you're strong when you're not, pretend you're fine when you're not. You you get on, you do amazing things, you go above and beyond, you're so independent, you can be... Um, you can be kind of independent in lots of different situations where you have to be independent and you get to feel good about who you are. You get to feel strong and resilient and um, resourceful. It's brilliant. Fantastic. But <laughs> the problem with it is that sometimes you really do need some help or it would just be nice to have some help and it can become a habit to say, no, I'm fine. Thanks. So in some situations, it's tricky to say no. And in some situations, if you are somebody who is a bit of a burnout bunny, then it's likely that there are times you don't say yes. Um, now, there's there's the not saying yes to help and there's actually asking for it. Oh, maybe that's a bit too scary. We'll have to deal with that in a different podcast. The actually asking for help from a standing start Oh my goodness, we don't do that kind of thing around here. Um, But at least you could start to say yes when people offer. And you might want to do it for something just really simple. If somebody offers some help, which is really small, really, you know, a tiny thing, then build yourself up to the bigger things. And that's going to help if you then need to ask for help as well. But we'll we'll deal with the asking for help in in a different podcast. So saying yes to help, saying yes to support, saying yes to people being there for you, all of those things, maybe even just saying yes to a compliment when somebody says something nice to you, being able to thank them for that. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I was pleased that I did that well. Or yeah, that's that's really kind of you and accepting the good stuff when it comes in. And maybe even presents, maybe when somebody buys you something, instead of saying you shouldn't have, you say that's really kind and you accept the gift in the way that it was intended. And indeed, a compliment is a gift. So accepting all of those things. So I think that's pretty much it for saying no. If you have any questions you want to ask me about saying no, if you've got a particularly tricky, tricky situation and you'd like to ask me questions about that, then on my Patreon platform, we will, um, in due course in the next few weeks, we'll be starting some regular Q&A sessions. If you're signed up to level two or three, then you'll get to join in with those live sessions where we can have a chat about the things that you're finding tricky. And um, I can bring in some skills, some techniques, some uh, strategies that would help you. And of course, on those uh, level two and three on Patreon, you'll also be getting a weekly uh, feel good session with uh, live or recorded sessions for you to recharge your batteries so it's all very exciting it's all going on thanks for listening to this episode and i wish you the very best of luck whether you need to say no or whether you need to say yes huge thank you to my patrons val and mia and carol on patreon.com forward slash pamboros find out what you can get there including in the weeks to come some live weekly sessions with feel good techniques and um, live Q&A's. So if you've got any questions to ask me, 
pitch up on patreon.com forward slash Pam Burrows. You can also get a free Monday motivation message every Monday morning. Go to my website, pamburrows.com. At the bottom of every page is a place to sign up there to get a feel good motivation message every Monday morning. I hope that you are making plans to look after your very precious self. And I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye for now.